Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Addicted to the Magic podcast, y'all. My name is Jess, and I am actually doing this episode solo today. I'm coming at you by myself while Amanda is enjoying Disneyland with her cute, cute family. I'm so happy for her. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little jealous, ob, because I wish I was there with her, but to help feed my addiction and to help me get my mind off the fact that I am not at Disneyland, we are going to talk about Disney World. I'm so excited. I'd say at this point, I probably get more questions about Disney World. Honestly, just because I used to be a cast member there. I lived there for a while. And a lot of people in Utah, they tend to go to Disneyland simply because it's closer. It's more of a weekend trip, whereas Disney World is more of a, you gotta plan it, you have to plan it. Like the whole thing needs to be thought out and it's daunting and it's big. And so a lot of people just kind of go with with, um, the closer and the easier route, which I totally understand. However, since I have quite a bit of experience with both, because I was a cast member at Disney World, but then also I worked for a company that did a lot of stuff with Disneyland. So I feel like I have a good mix of both and it's kind of fun to compare the two. So I get a lot of questions too about comparing the two. So I'm just gonna sit down and we're just gonna have a little chit chat about the differences between Disneyland and Disney World. Now, I don't have any notes in front of me, so if I don't give any exact numbers or if I'm a little vague on the details, it's because I did not look up the exact detail and I don't wanna mislead or say anything incorrectly. So I'm sure eventually we'll have a blog post up to be tied to this episode in the show notes, and that's when um, I'll lay out some more details there. So just bear with me. I wanted this to be more of a chit chat because I started recording like a, I had all these notes and even though it was structured and I had notes, I still felt like it was all over the place. So first and foremost, the biggest differences between the two, obviously, is the size and the location. There's a lot of other little differences, which I will do my best to cover all the bases on that. But obviously the big difference that we have to talk about is one's in Florida, one's in California, one is massive. And when we say massive, Disney World is roughly the entire resort. Okay, so whenever we say Disney World Resort, we are talking about everything. Like we're talking about the hotels, the shopping, and the parks. And then same with Disneyland. When we talk about the Disneyland Resort, we're talking about all the things that are included on the Disney property. So at the Disney World Resort, There are 28 hotels and counting. Um, And then there's also Good Neighbor Hotels and there's also um, like Disney Spring Hotels. So that's 28 plus all those hotels um, in the Disney Resort. They have Disney Springs, which is a shopping area that has two major sides to it. It used to be called um, Downtown Disney, which is what it's called at Disneyland. However, they expanded it. They made it more of like a shopping day experience because that's what people were kind of doing anyways on their off day. So they just made it a lot easier for you to stay for an entire day, which is so smart on their part because it honestly is like a giant shopping experience. Um, There's tons of restaurants as well, which are so, so good. Everywhere I've ate, I've loved. 
and I have not even scratched the surface on all of the restaurants, but I have ate at a lot of different places and they good. And then the shopping is amazing. There's like a huge Zara and a huge Uniqlo. There's a freaking anthropology, which I love. And there's also the biggest world of Disney in the world, like the biggest world of Disney store, um, which is like not surprising because it's Disney World. Um, and then, yeah, there's just so much to do. And then there's also four theme parks, obviously. We'll talk about the theme parks in a bit. And then there's two water parks, which are so much fun. You need to check them out. I've actually never been to uh, Blizzard Beach. I've only been to Typhoon Lagoon, which is kind of crazy because Blizzard Beach was closed most of the time for renovations when I lived there. And then I'm just not really sure why I never went when it was opened. But Typhoon Lagoon, I have been to multiple times and it is so much fun. I love the water parks. Like if you need a day to relax in between the parks, especially if you're going to go hard, which you should go hard while you're at the parks, seriously consider doing like water park and, and also doing Disney Springs at, on the same day. Unless if you really want to be super luxurious and you want to do a full day for Disney Springs and a full day for water parks, I completely support it because they are amazing. It's seriously so much fun. What's called the Worldwide of Sports and it's massive enough that some of the MLB, Major League Baseball teams, come there for their spring training. So it's really big. There's lots of tournaments. I was actually lucky enough, one of my roommates, her brother had like a tournament there. His it's more it was more like a city league type tournament, but it was at um, Worldwide of Sports, which was so fun. So I was actually able to go there when I lived there um, and had a reason to go there. So and then there's a huge um, sports store there as well, and I believe there's some restaurants. I'm not positive on that, but I'd be really surprised if there wasn't something to eat there. So Disney World, um, this comparison was made, I'm not really sure who, so sorry I can't give you the credit because I can't really find the source, but if you picture the entire resort, so all that that I just said, is the size of two Manhattan Islands put together. I'm going to say that one more time. Two Manhattan Islands, Manhattan, New York, two of them is the size of Disney World. Huge, 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 huge. Or if you're an East Coast or if you're a West Coaster and you're not really sure what that comparison is like and you've been to San Francisco, it's the size of San Francisco, the entire city of San Francisco. So she big, she fun, but she's also a little bit daunting if you've never been. But I also want to say the reverse. If you're a Disney World goer and you've never been to Disneyland, it could probably be a little bit shocking how small it is but there's so much magic packed into the smallness compared to Disney World. So lots of magic at both parks. There's definitely a different energy, a different feel um, to me. I really honestly truly believe that they are so different even though they're so similar. And I'm sorry, but you need to experience both of them. Um, so with Disneyland, if you've never been before, there are two parks that you can literally walk to. So if you like enter one, you turn around if you're at the gates and you can see the other park. If you just literally turn around, you can see the entrance to the other park, which is kind of mind blowing to people that have never been before. They just never realize how close everything is. And then also if you're standing at the gate of one park, depending on which park you're at, if you look to your right or left, 
you can literally see downtown Disney, which is the shopping area. You can also see one of the hotels, maybe two, depending on where you're standing. Um, and then the third hotel is just right there also. So you can walk to everything. And then all of the good neighbor hotels are just right there also. So it's just literally right crammed in the middle of Anaheim and it is magical and it is amazing. So aside from the size, another huge difference is obviously one's in Florida and one is in California. And to me, I really think that the energy and the vibe that's different between the two has a lot to do with the people that are there and the people that vacation. So with Disney World, pretty much everyone is there on vacation. It's a destination place. There are obviously locals and there's obviously people that live close by that go all the time. However, the majority of the people there are on vacation and this is their vacation. With Disneyland, it's so different. Most of the people there are locals and they live within an hour drive, um, probably farther, honestly, too. But like most of the people live within an hour radius that go and that are at the theme park. And then there's like a small percentage of people who are actually there on vacation. Now, of course, there's a lot of people still there on vacation, but seriously, the majority of the people there are locals. So it's just a different vibe between the two as far as like energy goes of like how people are spending their money and like why they are there. Um, if they're there, you know, because the kids got out early from school today, so we decided to go to Disneyland. Or if it's like we've saved up so much money, this is our like once in a lifetime trip. So just very different um, in general. Of course, there's exceptions to all of that, but that's just like the general vibe of both places. Also, I feel like if you kind of split America in the middle and then you give a little bit more room um, to like the middle. So basically like the middle of America with a little bit more room to the left over majority of those people go to Disney World and then that you know two-thirds on the other side on the west side go to Disneyland so people are so different between the east coast and the west coast so for me it's so fun to see just like the different people and the different vibes and the different energy as far as who goes like my first time my dad ever went he commented and said he was like wow I can't believe how many like Alabama jerseys there are and Georgia or I don't even know the states but you know what I'm talking about like all the Florida and all of the New York and whereas in California you're going to see all the LA all the Colorado all of the Washington like that kind of stuff so it's just kind of fun to see just the different um just the differences as far as who's actually attending the park so super super fun um, another huge difference is transportation. So with Disneyland, like I kind of already mentioned, you can basically just walk to everything um, and you're golden. With Disney World, you literally cannot walk between parks. You cannot walk between the hotels unless if you're staying at like a very specific hotel. But like in general, you cannot walk. You need to use transportation. So Disney World has an immaculate bus system. My husband is so impressed. I'll have him on the podcast just to talk about 
um, all of the logistics that he loves about Disney World. He like kind of geeks out about all of the logistics and all of the behind the scenes that make um, that make it possible, which is so fascinating because that's something that I've never really like taken note to before. He's just very detail oriented like that, so it's super fun to see that from his perspective and to get like that you know mindset on it. So. There's this huge bus system that takes you around to all the parks. Like it takes you from the parks, from the hotels. There's so many buses and you can get anywhere you wanna go inside the Disney World Resort on a bus. You don't need to rent a car. You can rent a car, but if you're staying on Disney property, you can and should use the bus system at all times. Now, one thing that's really cool about staying on Disney property, and I'll touch on this for just a moment because it's really important. I see such huge value in staying at a Disney World Resort or staying at one of the Disney Springs resorts like the Four Seasons, the Waldorf Astoria, that, um, those hotels, because not only do the Disney hotels um, make it easier for you to get around, but they also pick you up from the airport and take you to the airport for free, okay? It is included in your total package price, so it's just like one less thing you have to worry about. Now, I have done it both ways, and I can tell you that it is so much of a hassle to get a car, to park, and it's expensive to park. I think it's $25 a day at this point to park, to literally just drive your car and park it at the resort, and I think it's the same for Disneyland. It's 25 bucks to park. But at Disneyland, it makes more sense because people are locals, um, but also like there's just, the hotels are so much different. There's only three Disney hotels. So it's like most of the people that are going are not staying at those hotels. Whereas at Disney World, most of the people there are staying at the Disney World hotels or hotels that are like the good neighbor. But then, you know, people obviously stay in condos and stuff too. So. Honestly, that is a huge difference as well as the transportation. The bus system is awesome, like you just need to use it. End of story, done and done. So next on the docket that is a huge difference between the two is the planning that is involved. Because Disneyland, um, it's more like, most of the people are more like on a whim. There's not as many people that are like planning a vacation per se. Um, that's like, that contributes to the daily percentage of people that are like coming through the turnstiles and attend and attending the park. I would say that because of this issue, I, th I would say that's probably the biggest reason why you have to plan so much at Disney World in my perspective, because with Disney World, you can do some reservations, literally 180 days for dining in advance and if you are not like watching it like a hawk to get the reservation for select restaurants you do not get to eat at that restaurant whereas at disneyland i think it's 60 days in advance and it's like way more casual you can probably still get in even 30 days ahead of time except for like maybe oga's cantina which is really popular and maybe the blue bayou but like pretty much everything else if you're within that you know two to four week window, you're probably golden. Whereas with Disney World, if you try to plan two to four weeks before, it's just not going to be the best experience that you can have. You should still go if that's like your one trip, you can only go and you happen to only be able, and you only have those two weeks to plan, 
then go, like always go. However, if you wanna get the most out of your money, the biggest bang for your buck, planning is crucial for Disney World. So you need to have your reservations for dining pretty much between that 180 day window to as soon as possible planned out. And then also your fast passes. If you're staying on property, you can literally reserve. Okay. Let me back up. You can literally reserve your fast passes at Disney world, which I kind of love and I kind of hate. And I'll talk about that in just a second. But with Disney World, they have what's called My Disney Experience, and you get three fast passes to reserve per day. Um, they do have to be at the same park, so if you plan on hopping to another park, you need to plan all three of your reservations for your fast passes for just one park. Um, and then once those are gone, you can still use the, the mobile app to get your other fast passes. Um, but what I kind of hate about it is you only get three, whereas with Disney World with the Max Pass, if you know how to use it, you could just continually be having Fast Passes all day long and you can get it for all of the big rides, all the fun rides, and you can ride them multiple times if you know how to work the Max Pass system. Whereas with My Disney Experience, where you only have three, Everybody is reserving and fighting over those big rides. Um, if you're staying on property 60 days in advance, if you're off property 30 days, you're probably not going to get like the most popular attractions that 30 day window, excuse me, that 30 day window before. So I'm just going to let you down now. No, that's another huge perk of staying on Disney property is you get 30 extra days to plan all of that. But like for fight of passage, like good night, if you want to try to get it, even 59 days in advance, you ain't gonna get it. Because I'll tell you right now, I miscounted my days for our trip two years ago with my family, or a year ago, excuse me, with my family. And I reserved everything at the 59 day mark and flight of passage was gonzo. And for, uh, for seven dwarfs, I want to say that our reservation was at like 10 p.m. And then I was able to like, you know, go on before our trip and just kind of watch it periodically. And I was able to move up the seven dwarfs fast pass, which was awesome. But I never got um, a solid fast pass f for flight of passage. Um, Actually, I'm getting confused. That was just our trip just this year that I wasn't able to get Flight of Passage. I was able to get it um, the, f the first year I went with my husband and with my family. That's right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. This is why I need my notes, but this is how I would talk in a normal conversation. So here we go. But yeah, so if you don't watch it like a hawk, that's just the way it goes. So, and... A big mistake do not go on a holiday weekend I feel really terrible because my in-laws um, they it was their first time going which was so fun but for some reason we went on Memorial Day weekend and I kid you not I will never go on a busy weekend again because we waited over two hours for Tower of Terror we did not get good fast passes for anything I didn't get 59 days in advance okay cuz I I messed up and I miscounted the days so I only could do it. So I did it 59 days instead of 60. Oh my gosh. So I, we didn't have a slinky dog. We didn't have flight of passage. We didn't have 
um, seven dwarfs, I think. We didn't even have one for that. Like it was seriously so heartbreaking, but I watched it like a hawk and I was able to get a seven dwarfs, but I still wasn't able to get the other two fast passes. And both times we did all of the tips and tricks that I've um, that I've used following Disney World people that blog and post a lot about Disney World. And, you know, we went the hour and a half before the park actually opened and we still waited in line for so freaking long because it was such a bad weekend to go. So I feel bad for my in-laws because it was just kind of like a fluke that my planning skills were not on point, which is a bummer for them. And because it was such a busy weekend. So I feel like I need to like redeem myself and redo that trip, even though we still had so much fun and they like no one regrets going by any means, but really did not think that I made the best impression on Disney. They were probably like, wow, this is the craziest busy place. We're never coming back. <laughs> so anywho, the fast pass system is super different. And then at Disneyland, there's the max pass, which I am obsessed with obsessed i love it so 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 much i cannot rave, rave about it enough especially because we went to disneyland um, not that long after we went to disney world and i just have such an appreciation for the max pass and i'm just really really grateful that disneyland was able to do that for all of us that um, are on the west coast so the max pass is the best and I cannot say enough good things about it. So the next biggest difference is dining. So dining there, because Disney World is bigger, obviously there's going to be more restaurants. I think there's like four to five times more, but I mean, there's a lot more space. So I would think that that makes sense. The dining experiences within the parks, like that alone is so much different between the parks. So at Disney World, they have like a dining option that you can do called the Disney Dining Plan. And you can add it on to your reservation and it's basically just prepaying for all of your food. They've changed it a lot since I've done it last. So I don't know if I'll ever do it again unless if it's free. So they do run a free dining a free dining plan promotion every year and I think that is a great value and I would totally um I would totally book with that. You don't get any like other discounts so you're not getting discounts on tickets, you're not getting a discount on your hotel, but you are getting the dining plan for free. So just like compare the prices and see which one makes the most sense for you. If we're just talking about um in general like dining itself dining is like sit down basically every, like it's more of a sit down experience at disney world than it is at disneyland at disneyland there's so many more snack options there's so there's such a good variety of stuff to eat and um things snacks that are really popular world famous type stuff whereas with disney world um there's a lot more sit-down restaurants. There's not as many snacks, even though you can definitely find some good snacks. So I feel like that's the biggest difference too. It's like if a local is going for the evening, like, yeah, they, they might have dinner, but like they're probably going to do like a quick corn dog versus like sitting down at Disney World. You're like, wow, I planned this vacation a freaking 180 days in advance. I want to sit down and eat at a nice restaurant. And that's just the biggest difference, I think, um, in the attitude of why it is like that. So 
yeah, that's just my thoughts on that. There's a lot more sit down restaurants, not as many snacks. And this is something that I might get some hate for, which is okay because it's something that I need to let the people know. Magic Kingdom, in my opinion, has the worst dining options, which is so sad because that's the place that I usually spend like more than one day in. Um, whereas with Epcot, like I would be so happy with eating at any of the countries or eating anywhere at Animal Kingdom too. Like Epcot and Animal Kingdom have the best food. It's seriously my favorite as far as food goes, but Magic Kingdom is just really lacking on the food options. There's just a lot of like fried food. There's just a lot of chicken, fingers, burgers, hot dogs, corn corn dogs that are not hand-dipped. They do not have hand-dipped corn dogs at Disney World, which is tragic, but they do have them at Disneyland, which are freaking amazing. Um, and then there's things like turkey legs. So just not really, um, just not really like the good good that you get at Disneyland. And we will talk about, me and Amanda actually have our next, um, it might not be the next one, but the one after that I believe is going to be our Disneyland favorite snacks and food and rides and all that good stuff. So I'm gonna, we're going to go into detail about that a little later on. So just know that Magic Kingdom does not have the best dining options and it might be worth it to go to a hotel nearby for food or maybe ride, there is a monorail that goes directly from Magic Kingdom over to Epcot. So maybe plan on um, hopping over to Epcot to, to experience that. That leads kind of perfectly into tickets. Um, with Disneyland, most people I'd say go for three or four days if they're on vacation. Um, and then Disney World, it's just kind of depending on how much time you can be there. So people will try to spend the most time that they possibly can there. I personally would never do less than four days. We usually do six days, um, but just know that it's possible to do it in four days just you're gonna want as many days as possible, I think, to really like enjoy it and to be able to experience everything. Because with Disneyland, there's a lot more rides, which is kind of funny because it's a lot smaller, it's a lot more crammed together, but there are more rides and there's not nearly as many shows as Disney World. Disney World has so much entertainment packed into those theme parks, it is insane. So they have lots of entertainment, like parades, um, shows like for example there's a show on the castle um, at Animal Kingdom they have two amazing shows that are like Broadway style shows um, and then at uh, at Disneyland like if you've been to the Frozen show like there's that one Broadway show it's kind of like that maybe not to that caliber everywhere but just like kind of just different shows like that all over the Disney World Resort so that's really fun too is like a lot of stuff you can just like kind of like sit down and relax and do um but also of course there's lots of rides and stuff but there's just not as many rides and a lot more shows and experiences and tons of characters there's so many more characters at disney world it like blows my mind but at disneyland they're not as like they're not as sought after so people don't crowd as much around them and they're able to just kind of like walk around more freely at Disneyland. 
there's not as many of them, but that's it's just like a different experience. However, there are just more character experiences at Disney World, which is fun. So with the tickets, um, I used to give the advice that you should not do a hopper and you should do one park per day. However, the last time we went, because it was so busy, and because we were really maximizing morning to evening, um, I really wish that I had done a hopper pass. So I think my advice going forward is to do a hopper pass, but try to plan like your one day, let's say your first day you wanna do Magic Kingdom, your second day you wanna do Epcot, but maybe at Epcot you, um, it closes earlier or you kind of do everything you wanna do at Epcot and it's 7 p.m., you have the option to hop over to another park. So moving forward, I think that's gonna be my advice, but before I went on this last trip a few months ago, I was always like a nope, don't do a hopper, just do a one park per day. So I've changed my mind a little bit on that, I think just because Disney World has gotten a lot more crowded and they've, they just keep their hours extended for so long, all the time now, it's just, it's you really, it's not that much more per person to just really like have the most freedom and flexibility on your vacation. So you can do up to a 10 day ticket at Disney World. Yes, 10 days. And you can do an option of one park per day, of a hopper pass, and then you can also do a water park and more option, which I think also allows you access to, they have a couple mini golf courses, and I think it allows you access um, to those as well. So, so fun. Um, I don't know, just do the math. If you need the water park option, see what it, see what the cost is to, for just a one day ticket to, like an, a separate ticket to the water park. Um, and then compare that to the hopper pass. If it's about the same price, you might as well do the water park and more option. But if it's more expensive for some reason and you're not positive you're gonna go to a water park, then I would just say, um, just wait until you get there and kind of see how you feel. So, and then as far as park hours go, I do think that Disney World stays open longer, um, like as far as hours go more often throughout the entire year. So there are going to be times of the year where um, it's open till midnight, but there might be um, slower times where it's only open till nine or 10. So they still do have that, but I feel like they have less of those hours throughout the year than, they, than Disneyland does. So Disneyland, I think, definitely has more times where I see California Adventure closing at nine and Disneyland closing at 10. Um, than I ever see at Disney World because I do check both of the wait times pretty often because, you know, I'm crazy and I'm addicted to that magic. But yeah, so it's just also fun for me to do some research and kind of figure out when the best times to go are, um, all that jazz. So, but if you're like me this year and the only time that you're able to go is during a holiday weekend, I still think that you should go. They're just, maybe I'll do an episode separately on how to navigate through the Disney World Park when it's extremely crowded. Because I think that there are a lot of things that I would have done a little bit differently to really like maximize our time there. So I am gonna write it down right now to do that episode in the future. Okay, well, I think that's about all that I can really talk about off the top of my head the biggest differences between the two. So yeah, obviously Disney World is just gonna be a little bit more expensive. It's a little bit bigger. 
It's not as convenient and sporadic of a trip as Disneyland because Disneyland, you could go for, you know, two days and just go for the weekend. You can go for an entire week, whereas Disney World, you really need like that full week. You could obviously do like a weekend trip, but it's not, I would not recommend that if it's your first time. So you would have to go into it knowing we're not going to do everything. It's going to be a little bit harder. In my experience, I've, we just barely went to Disneyland for one day. Um, couple couple weeks ago and it was so hard I almost wish that we wouldn't have gone to be honest because one day trying to cram everything in and it was our first time seeing Star Wars land it was almost like it left me wanting to go back so much more than if we would have just gone um, three days like we normally do um, sometimes we've done four we've never done five but you know goals we'll put it on it's on the bucket list to go five days but honestly it was just so hard to navigate and to do everything that we wanted to do in one day and that's exactly how i think i would feel if i only went for about two days at disney world it's almost impossible and especially if it's your first time i feel like you wouldn't appreciate it and you wouldn't like it nearly as much so that's kind of my advice on that just um, if you can only go for a couple days maybe consider Disneyland and if you do have a full week and you are prepared to spend a little bit more money definitely do Disney World it's so much fun it's just fun to experience the differences between the two so I think that about wraps it up if there's anything you want to hear specifically about Disney World, please let us know. Reach out to us. We do have an Instagram at Addicted to the Magic. We should have a website up eventually at some point, and it would be the same. Um, it's, it's a draft right now, so addictedtothemagic.com. You can reach out to us there. And then we also have an email, addictedtothemagic at gmail.com. So please reach out to us if you have any questions. Um, if you want to hear anything specifically, we would love to help you. And then I have some good ideas already for some Disney World specific um, episodes, but I think I will be doing all of those with Amanda. I do want to kind of get her perspective on it, and that might be fun because she's only really been to Disney World for like a day or two, so... And I don't, I don't think she's been anywhere except for Magic Kingdom. So it'd be fun to get her perspective because if you've never been, you might have the exact same perspective. So, And I don't know what else to really sign off on. So I'm going to end it here. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And thanks for listening to the Addicted to the Magic podcast. Bye-bye.